The North Hill kind of appealed to me um, and trying to improve our soil health. You know, you're we, we seeing here the yields after continuous ploughing, no real break crop um, in the past that the, the soil was just depleting and we weren't getting the yields. And especially in a year like this year, that, that's quite dry and crops maybe are coming under pressure. There are many types of establishment systems being practiced in Ireland at the moment, and all of these systems have positives and negatives. The divergence in these systems is generally when conditions are less than ideal. How will one system perform in wet conditions, or will crops established in one system stand up to drought better than crops established in another system? You are listening to the latest episode of The Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. We would really appreciate it if you could listen, follow and give us a review on Apple or Spotify or for wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on the road again this week, visiting Owen Lyons, who is farming just outside Ballyragat, County Kilkenny. Owen is using a direct drill system to establish crops on his farm and grows a range of crops from cereals, oilseed rape and fodder beet. Owen is not unlike many farmers in his battle to keep grass weeds under control in his system. Before we got to the grass weed issue, I first asked Owen how crops are looking in the very dry conditions. I'd say surprisingly well, considering the soil types that we're on. So some of the different soil types here will be quite sandy. And of course, you're going to run into issues if you get a prolonged dry spell. But in fairness, they seem to be holding their own at the moment anyway. But I think it hasn't got overly hot here. Maybe that, that kind of wind maybe is kind of keeping things maybe that bit cooler. And it's just keeping crops going. But I think they definitely need rain soon anyway, that's for sure. And do you have depth of soil in terms of, you're saying it's sandy, but is there any depth underneath it to, to try and the roots get down there to try and keep it going that bit better? There wouldn't be really, but again, it, the soil is very variable around here, so there would be some, some uh, soils away from the home place here that would be quite uh, deep kind of soils. But around here, you get sand very quick and then you're into stone and uh, you know, there's, very, there's very little depth of soil there to keep things going. Okay, so you were in a, a zero till or no till type situation. Um, do you think that's maybe cushioning you a little bit in comparison to your, to your neighbours out there? Is trapping a bit more moisture, do you think? Oh, absolutely. That's what we'll be hoping for anyway. Uh, maybe we're not uh, far enough in, down the road of no-till here on the farm, consider, considering that it is still quite new here on the farm to, uh, as the, the way we're establishing our crops. But definitely going forward, you know, bringing in our break crops, um, our, our cover crops and keeping sort of a soil cover there all throughout the year. That's what we definitely would hope that moisture retention would be that bit better and it seems to be the way the seasons are going that it's that is going to become more important as uh, in the future i'd say you know and you might describe the type of no si no till system that you have it's a it's it's a disc type system is it yeah so it's a john deere drills which is a disc drill so it's i suppose it's it's ultra low disturbance uh in a way um and so really the system here is um we were growing in a in a break crop rotation with either beans or oilseed rape and then we're following then initially it was all going to be a winter crop rotation but we have brought in spring crops into the rotation now as well including spring barley um, and using cover crops uh, being very important then as well so we're coming in we're direct drilling straight in after after our break crop um, with, with the drill usually winter wheat or maybe winter barley if we are on them really dry type soils um, because wheat won't perform we usually come that, back then with the winter oats, followed by winter barley, and then back then to spring barley. And then depending on the soil type, then it'll be either winter rape or, or, or spring beans. So, you know, again, going back to the soil type, 
the beans just don't suit some of the soils here and that's that's why we go with it. And, and everything direct in, so between the major crops, between harvest and the next major crop going in, you're trying your best to put a cover crop in the middle and that's the only cultivation, it's a direct drill, only cultivation you're going to get, is it? Look, again, going back to when we started, that was definitely the approach that there would be nothing, only the cover crop is going to do your work for you as regards your, your, your soil conditioning and then direct drill then in with the drill. But I suppose we've seen that maybe every year you don't get away with that. And there is definitely some scenarios where you might just have to go in with, with either a grubber or a disc or something um, just to work soil. You know, if you didn't, with a spring crop, you know, it's going to be that bit more harder to establish your crop. Or if, you know, if you didn't get the weather conditions and at um, around sowing time and you just needed to go in with something that you have to be maybe that bit flexible, that if you have to do that, you have to do that. Um, and I think that's that. That's the way you know you have to go. You have to grow a good crop anyway, and you can't be. You have to be that bit flexible. I think. And when you mention around that harvest time, it would be tricky. Do, do you think your system gives you less or more of a window in comparison to say maybe your neighbours in a plough-based system, or, or maybe even over time? Is it given as the soils are changing into your system? Is it? Is it allowing you to get in that little bit later or in that slightly trickier conditions than you might like? Well, going back to what you said first, I think it definitely closes the window that bit. Uh, maybe that flexibility is not there and definitely we would be going that bit earlier with our winter crops um, because if you get that bit later in the season, it can be very tricky uh, to get your crop in. And if we saw that in 2019, I think was the real wet autumn um, and there was winter wheat to go in here, it was getting towards the end of end of October and that was the first chance before we got we got a, I suppose a break in the weather that year to get in. But the wheat just didn't perform all year because the soil just wasn't right at the time of sowing and we'll be as well off just wait and not put anything in and wait till the springtime time to drill. And that's what actually happened uh in autumn just gone in twenty two as well. We had that wet autumn. We got our winter barley and our wheat sown early. So it was sown before before I think it was around the third or fourth of October we were finished. The winter oats were due to go in then, but then the weather broke. So we just held off and sowed the oats in the spring. And I think, again, you know, you have to be that bit flexible. You can't kind of force something. Whereas if you're in a plough-based system, maybe you go in with the plough and plough up a field and sow directly after it. But I suppose you, you are that bit more limited um, in the directorial system and you have to be willing to drill when the soil is right rather than when you want to, I suppose. Okay. And from the point of view, you're in the system now a number of years when everything goes right, are the yields in your system comparable to what you would have had in the past, or better maybe? I wouldn't say they're better, but they're definitely they're definitely up there compared to what we were at. Um, you know, when we started out, I suppose we were starting, we didn't go straight in with the whole farm in, into the rectory. We were coming in after break crops um, in order to make sure that we had the soil kind of right before we were starting changing to a whole new system. Um, so we were seeing, you know, after the break crop, going in directly in, in the right conditions, we definitely were very close to matching our, our yields. The first field that we drilled here is now on its fifth year direct drill, and really I can see no difference when it comes to, to yield on that or crop performance. So very, very happy the way it's going. Okay. And you went down to direct drill instead of Mintel. Why did you make that decision to go the whole hog, if you like, rather than the halfway house? Yeah, look, I suppose we were ploughing up until 2018, um, and it was a massive step to go f direct from plough straight to no-till and kind of skip the bit in the middle of no-till. But I just found that, you know, I suppose the, the no-till kind of appealed to me um, and trying to improve our soil health, 
you know, you're seeing here the yields after continuous ploughing, no real break crop um, in the past that the, the soil was just depleting and we weren't getting the yields. And especially in a year like this year, that, that's quite dry and crops maybe are coming under pressure. You could see that the, the, the crops are really struggling because the soil just wasn't, it wasn't good enough to, to keep the crop growing. And that's really, soil health was number one and I saw direct drill as me maybe being the way in order to improve our soil the, the, the best way we could, I suppose. You know? Okay. And over, the, over time, people talk about, you know, if you change your establishment system, you're going to change the weed profile in your ground. Have you seen that bit of a switch and a bit of a change? There is a bit of a change, I suppose. Look, when we went into the ECT project, it was, it was because of a reason, because we had a very bad brome problem. Um, I wouldn't say it has got any worse because we're not ploughing. Um, but then again, it's, it's not, I say, direct drill that's maybe doing that. You know, when we were back ploughing and we had the bad brome problem, I suppose, first of all, we weren't as aware of the grass weed problem. Um, but then again, there was no rotation there either to try and take out, uh, you know, get different chemistry out to try and take out the, the grass weed problem. So it's a combination of everything coming together has improved that. Um, I suppose different weeds that were there, there's quite a bit more willow herb, I'd say, coming through from that non-disturbance of the soil. Um, but really, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that we have any great more problems by, by, um, by going down the directorial route compared to when we were ploughing. But as I said, it's it's combination, everything coming together is improving. And are you seeing any of the more perennial kind of weeds, the likes of thistles you can often see coming into the system, or you can often see maybe encroachment a little bit from some of the other kind of broadleaf kind of hedge type weeds coming out from, from the headlands. Have you seen any of that kind of thing? Yeah, so you would see, we've seen in Dileseed Rape, there's quite a few thistles in it there this year, and also a bit of hedge mustard like that com coming out from, from the margins. Um, so yeah, there there is there is bits like that, but you know, if someone asked me, would you be put off no-till because of the extra weed pressure? Absolutely not. I don't think there's there's anything to be afraid of from that point of view, but you need to keep on top of things, I suppose, you know. So as, you're, as you mentioned, you, you mentioned grass weeds and you said it's maybe not that much different. Are, are, is the spend different now in terms of herbicides for the grass weeds or is it around the same what you were doing before, but better results maybe that you know more about it? I'd say definitely... Definitely more, but definitely better results. I think that's the way I, that's the way I put it. But it all comes back to awareness, I think, of what you have and how to treat it. You know, we, uh, you know, up before going into the ECT project, you'd be the awareness. I think wasn't there at all. There was weeds there in in the crops this time of year, but I don't think you put much much emphasis on it. Um, so definitely, I think that the. the um, you know, the cost, the expense on herbicides has gone up, but the results have, have improved also, like, you know. So within your system, then you're, you're, you're not that terribly worried from what I'm getting to you and getting about you in terms of the overall weed buildup. If your combination of your better knowledge, rotations, the other, all those kind of things combined together are well able to cope with the, the new cult establishment system. I think so. But, but again, you know, it's, it's like as part of the program there again, like, you know, when we started, when we started directly in 18, I still don't think that we had it. Maybe the awareness we have now of the, the brome problem that we had and maybe neglected it a bit. And that meant we had to go back to, to ploughing for one year in order to try and, I suppose, reset the thing and, and go back and try and get the problem under control. Um, and that has worked. But since then, I think we have got that better awareness. Um, 
control measures. If we have to put in a stale seabed, that's what we'll do. Um, you know, if we have to, you know, look at different crops, maybe like the, the, there's rape in the in the the field where where the project was happening this year. Um, now it's quite a sandy type soil, so generally we'd keep wheat away from it because it's hard to get the performance. But we'll probably go with wheat in that to try and get our our better herbicides out there compared to barley in order to make sure that we have the 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 problem under control. So I think you just have to be that bit flexible, you know. And you mentioned an example from last autumn, which was tricky enough now, and if, if we can remember back, uh, beautiful weather up as far as the ploughing. Third day of the ploughing started raining and it just was pretty tricky weather from there on in. Have you shifted your winter planting a couple of weeks earlier than you would have in the past? And I suppose maybe have you, are you missing out on winter crops, which are probably the more, the more higher yield and better margin crops? Definitely the, the winter crop sowing has, has come forward. Um, so look, look, I'd be aiming to nearly have all my crops drilled by, by hopefully the, the 4th or 5th of October in the winter and have everything done. And this year we started drilling wheat there on the, it was the 25th of September. And, you know, are you going to potentially run into other problems with, you know, aphids, maybe disease pressure down the road, potentially? But I think it's a system that, it, as I said at the start, it's just not forgiving at all when it comes to establishing your crop. And number one priority, I think, is get the crop established and then maybe try and worry about the, the other issues then. Because if you don't get the crop established, you are under real pressure. But I think, you know, once you get kind of two, three leaves on a plant and get it to that stage, it'll nearly go on and it'll be fine. But if you don't get it to that stage, the weather comes wet or you sow it in not, not right conditions, the soil is not correct for you, then you're just going to be, you'll be fighting a losing battle all the way, you know. And is the same true for the spring that you have to go that little bit later or are you adjusting it in, in, in terms of rather being totally direct, it's a bit more of a, of, of a cultivation in the middle of it? Yeah, so look, I suppose the spring barley, again, when we started, director and spring barley was, was out. It wasn't, going to, it wasn't going to be in the rotation. But I think the benefits of spring barley, firstly, from our grass weed control point of view, and secondly, getting a good cover crop in the middle. So you're getting a cover crop over the winter period in order, and that, that's going back into the soil then as well. So you have two big benefits there, spring barley. The big downside we're finding, extremely hard to try and direct drill it uh, without some bit of cultivation in the middle. Um, and really, you know, the time that you'd have to wait to try and let the soil dry out after the cover crop and get your spring barley in, you're losing valuable time there, I think, in the growth of spring barley, considering that it, it's such a sprinter of a crop. And especially, you know, the barley we're growing here is malt and barley as well. Um, so it's, it's even more important, I suppose, to get, that, to get the crop in early to try and get our proteins right. So look, the way we've adjusted the spring barley, you know, we're still going with our good cover crop. We're trying, still trying to keep disturbance to a minimum. But really, you know, it, it's nearly vital there that we're, we're, we're putting a disc through that cover crop in order just to get some soil tillage there to get some mineralization going first and also get the soil to dry out. And it's, it's really benefiting the spring barley, um, I think, in the, in the establishment and the crop we're producing. You might just describe the process from harvest to, 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 to planting your cover crops all the way back around to your spring crops in terms of what you put in, you, what, sort of, what sort of mixes you're putting in, how you destroy the cover crop and how you mulch it in or whatever you do with it after that. So I suppose for a spring crop point of view, um, I suppose there's nothing, there's no one rule, I suppose, for every situation. Um, but look, 
I suppose to take a situation from this year, we have winter barley down here at the end of the farm. There's quite a bit of brown coming back in it again. The spring barley is going back in there. So my plan will be to go straight in after the, the crop is cut, try and establish a stale seabed, um, take that out then with glyphosate, and then drill my cover crop then before the end of, of, of August, hopefully. Um, so the cover crop will grow on. I suppose what I'll pick for that so on the home farm here, it's it, we're in dial seed rape rotation, so we're trying to stay away from the brassicas. So a one that I like, especially if you're getting in, I suppose, early enough with a cover crop, is sort of the, the old phacelia mix, um, or phacelia in, in the mix anyway, and maybe put in vetches there as well, um, and try and stay away, as I said, from them brassicas. Look, we let that grow on then uh, as, as much as we could. And I suppose when it comes to the springtime, that's when it's, it's, it's tricky to know what to do. So on one hand, we want to leave our cover crop there as long as we can from a soil point of view um, to keep the soil alive, to keep something growing in the soil. But then on the flip side of that, we're going in with, with spring barley. Okay, we're going to maybe have BYDV pressure, we're going to have maybe disease pressure. So we want to try and take out as many maybe volunteers that's, that might be hanging around in order to, to, to try and get rid of that green bridge. Do you do that in the autumn time or do you... Just try and get rid of it six weeks before your plant? Just try and get the six weeks before we plant, yeah. So look, you know, if a planting date here, you know, this year we planted a string barley, it was the, the 8th of April when we planted it, which would be quite late for this type of soil. We'd usually like to be getting in, you know, around around Patrick's Day, and usually we would get in, there'd be, there'd be no issue getting in. So look, around the 1st of February, I'd come in with glyphosate, take out my cover crop, and then, you know, I'd go and then I'd, I'd, I'd disc it then, as I said, to establish the crop. If I was going total no-till, I don't know which get away with that. Um, you know, if you're taking out your cover crop, you're going total no-till. Um, you know, you're going to lose six weeks there potentially. That, that, you know, of friability in the soil. And if if the if the weather came very wet during that six-week period, it might be even more tricky to try and no-till that crop. So I do think, you know, spring barley is the one crop. I do think it just needs some bit of soil cultivation prior to sowing the crop in order to make sure that you're you're maximising your yield. So you put glyphosate onto around say the first of February, give or take. Do you wake four weeks or five weeks before you disc it, or is it discing a few days before you're trying to trying to plant the next crop? Usually it's it's a day or two before I go and put in my spring barley. So I leave it as long as I can, um, and then I go in and disc. So really the disc is just, I suppose, just to dry out that, that top layer enough um, in order to get the, the soil conditions good enough to plant. And discing down to an inch, two inches, shallow two, enough? Two inches, two to three inches, about about it. Really, you know, it's it's still it's still the cover crop that you're relying on to do your, your cultivation for you. It's not it's not an implement. Have you ever chance putting in a, a direct drill into um, a lay ground? I have, yeah. We, so I actually did um, winter wheat, not on, not on our own farm, but for someone else. Um, autumn last year, it worked out excellently well. Um, again, early sowing. And this year we, we tried again. So I had a lay field here um, that, that, we, that we took on, that we leased in this year and we actually went in and direct drilled spring oats into it. Okay, so I suppose firstly it was later than we liked. Um, it, you know, I suppose we let the dry weather go in February, early March, thinking that obviously like a lot of people that it wasn't gonna stay broken for as long as it did. So really it was mid-April before we got back in before that soil was dry enough in order to direct drill. So I just took out the, the delay two days before with glyphosate. Uh, and then went in and directed straight in and the establishment has, has been very good. But again, you know, it was a good lay, it was a well looked after soil. So that has, that has really stood to the crop now.
Okay, and it's looking well now at the moment. Yeah, looking lovely. Yeah. Excellent. Well, what about the rest of your yeah, rest of your crops out there? They, the spring crops, were some of them sowing that bit later? Are they struggling a bit at the moment, the same as most crops, or what were they? Yeah, look, spring barley is struggling. It definitely is. It's it's on it's on dry soil here. I said it was sown sown around uh, Easter weekend there. So later than we like for the, for the dry soils here. And you can see, look, I suppose up until this week, it was probably not too bad. But you can see the stress coming in it now, and it's it's shooting out there now. And really, it's 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 er <coughs> it's early enough for that, considering when it was sown. Um, beans again, they're struggling a bit as well. Um, but there's plenty of flowers on it there, so hopefully if, if a bit of rain comes... They need water though. They need water. When it comes to the winter crops, I don't think the winter crops are too bad in general. Um, you know, the winter rape has had a fairly okay season all, all year. The winter barley, I suppose when you're looking at it, the wet March probably didn't suit it, and it maybe is slightly a bit thin, but the grain fill has been excellent from considering this weather and it's not looking too bad and similarly to the wheat you know I'm very impressed with the wheat and I think there's there's good potential there but again I suppose how how long is it going to stay going if it doesn't get a drop of rain that's the thing if we're, we're in a drought situation where we're 60 or 70 mil deficit now it's it's uh, I suppose yeah. it's getting serious especially where there's little reserves in soils anyway that's it yeah. I, I presume your disease control is you're well on top of that there's no great disease kicking around or is there anything no no seen? great no great disease so on the wheat we actually took the decision not to put on T2 on it because it was the septoria was very low in the canopy so we had the T1 on um the septoria as I said was low in the canopy then the dry spell came so we actually decided to leave it out altogether what we'll decide from here we'll see what the weather does uh, and we'll go from there um winter barley similar story you can see the ramel area coming into the winter barley now but I suppose that's you know you're, you're not that far out from harvest now so it's it's, it's going to happen um on spring barley, so we're growing planted spring barley for malt because it's 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 the variety we were given, but you can see the net blotch coming nicely through on the crop, which I suppose is, is not great for the variety going forward, considering it's been such a, a low disease pressure year. But all in all, I think, you know, disease pressure has been low, but what you'd expect definitely. that considering considering where the weather has been, Brilliant. you know. Owen, listen, thanks very much. Delighted to be down on the farm. We'll go, we'll go for a little bit of a walk now, but delighted to chat to you there this morning. Okay, thanks, Mike. So that's it for this week and my thanks to Owen for joining me on the show. The Chagas Crops Research is having its biannual open day in Oak Park again this year. The theme of the event is crops and cover crop cultivations and will be held on Wednesday, June the 21st. There is something for everyone on the day from excellent research plots to new areas of development, machinery demonstrations, information on the environment and also a very interesting demonstration of the latest high-tech machinery working on weed control, which may become more important in the future. I would really encourage everyone to try and attend and have a look at this demonstration. Finally, don't forget if you enjoyed the podcast and recommend it to a friend or colleague, and as always, rate, review and follow on Apple or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, go to chagas.ie. I'm Michael Hennessy. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with more tillage news and advice.